Welcome back to another episode of the Ecumen. My name is Peter Holm, and today we're going to talk about guardian angels. This is a fun topic. It's kind of the thing that got me into being Catholic, so I'm kind of eager to uh, bring this uh, information to all of you today. So before we get started, um, please subscribe to the Restoring the Faith channel, subscribe to the Ecumen channel, make sure to like this video if uh, it helps you, and throw comments to me down below. If you've got other suggestions for topics, please add them in there. I'm really happy to do these types of episodes. So, uh, guardian angels. Now I'm going to give a thank you to Tam Gonzalez who made this suggestion because she wanted to know more about it. So uh, here we go. So angels are a really neat topic because angels are the first of God's creatures. So God exists. No beginning, no end forever. Uncreated. Okay. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amazing. What's the first creature he builds? Angels. So he builds angels. What are they? No physical body, all soul, okay, just spirit. There are nine choirs of angels. We learn this from St. Thomas Aquinas in his Summa Theologiae. Question 113 is where he starts to address it. The hierarchies of angels, starting from the top, are the seraphim, the cherubim, the thrones, the dominations, the virtues, the powers, the principalities, the archangels, and the angels. Now, powers and principalities, and principalities, a.k.a. the princes, okay? They're mentioned in Scripture. They're the demons, uh, primarily from which it is said that most of the demons come out of those two hierarchies, okay? Uh, when we hear about them in Scripture, uh, think Ephesians 6 and Daniel 10, all of these actual um, levels are mentioned throughout Scripture, uh, just a matter of knowing where to find them. So if you need any references, please throw me comments. I'll be happy to give them to you so you can go and look them up yourselves. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas does a pretty good job actually bringing them up in his questions in the Summa. So you can just look up angels on newadvent.org, the Catholic Encyclopedia. They have a decent uh, um, version of the Summa out there. You can go through it and look for yourself. So pretty cool. If you want, I'll throw a link to the Summa into the um, description for this video, or at least in one of the comments there, just so you have it. All right, guardian angels. They come from the lowest level in this hierarchy, okay? They're really helpful creatures, exceptionally more powerful than we are, and they're without sin, because the guardian angels didn't fall with Satan and all of his angels. They stayed there, and stayed to do what? To serve God, to help us, okay? How do we know this? Well, Let's just start with the scriptures, okay? Psalm 90, verse 11. He hath given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And then in Matthew 18:10, so this is our Lord speaking. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. All right, so a lot of stuff we just learned here, okay? Angels, they have power over us. Or at least they've been responsible they've been made responsible to take care of us okay also we know they're in heaven and we know they see god all right so and they're watching they can also hear this is where there's an exchange here where we can actually offer prayers they can actually then pray to god for us because they're in the presence um and we know then that there's got to be at least one angel for all of us so for every human that was created each human has a guardian angel and right now, just on earth, there are 7 billion people. So that means 7 billion guardian angels are around paying attention to what's going on. And we haven't even gotten into the other eight hierarchies of angels. Ponder that for a moment. Then let's go with St. Jerome because he's got another comment here, which is pretty helpful. Um, great is the dignity of souls. So our souls. 
for each one to have an angel deputed to guard it from its birth. So, again, St. Jerome reiterates here what our Lord had said of each one of us as a guardian angel. That's really cool, all right? Now, let's go into more of St. Thomas's stuff on this, because we're talking about this being, all soul, created to take care of us because God said, well, it's going to be a hard life and you're going to need someone there to look after you. He's looking after us. The Blessed Mother's looking after us or the saints. But the guardian angels, they're sitting there were made specifically for us. So unlike St. Peter or St. John or St. Vincent Ferrer or the Blessed Mother who take care of lots of different people in lots of different places, the guardian angel is just yours or just mine. Wow. God loved us enough to create a being whose responsibility was to take care of us. Like, it's humbling. And... Man, we don't want to look dumb because our angels are watching us all the time. It's just, it's, it's kind of neat to just have that idea of them looking at us even now in terms of whatever we're doing, okay? They always see, just like God, and they have work to do. So, neat to contemplate. Let's go into St. Thomas now before I get sidetracked again. So, number one here, the first uh, comment that I got. It was necessary that angels should be deputed for the guardianship of men in order to regulate them and move them to good. So basically St. Thomas here is telling us that guardian angels help us to be good, so to do God's work, to be with him and to be closer with him. Really cool. So second quote here. Hence it is written in Wisdom 9.14, The thoughts of mortal men are fearful and our counsels uncertain. Thus, man needs to be guarded by the angels. This means that from our birth and likely our conception, there was an angel that was immediately assigned to us as we resided in our mother's womb and as we come out. That angel is there basically to be ready to take care of us. So how intimate is this being with us and how many of us didn't even think about it? Ponder that for a moment. Moving on to item three. Chrysostom, so this is St. John Chrysostom, uh, the patriarch of Constantinople in the 300s, and Dionysius, comment on angels okay there's a handful of uh, notes in there and this is all out of question 108 by the way this is where all these quotes and notes are coming from um saint thomas aquinas echoes them in talking about the lowest hierarchy of angels being the guardians of men so when we go through all nine uh choirs of angels uh saint thomas is pulling from john chrysostom and dionysius this notion of these guardian angels being that lowest hierarchy okay so that's how we know where they sit in the whole uh again the whole uh, ladder of angels, so to speak. All right, moving on to the fourth uh, item I'm going to pull out of his notes here. In the kingdom, he will have an angel to reign with him. In hell, a demon to punish him. Now, you've all seen the cartoon where you got the good angel on the one side and you got the demon on the other side. This is where it comes from. This is the Summa. This is St. Thomas basically saying not only... Do we have an angel that's there to help us to do good? There is a demon there trying to get us to do bad. Why would that be? Hmm. Well, if we put it all together, um, when God created all the angels, he creates a perfect hierarchy. From top to bottom, all these angels have perfect, perfect responsibilities and perfect capabilities and tasks that God wants them to do for eternity. Okay? Ways that he wants to see his glory manifested in his creatures, okay? But these angels rejected him. So this perfect hierarchy has holes now as all those angels go down. But then he creates man. So from Thomas Aquinas and others, they talk about man going in to fill in the spots in that perfect hierarchy that were vacated by those demons. 
Now, the problem is then that means there's a demon that's supposed to go to the spot where you're supposed to go if you do what God wants you to do, which means that demon knows your weaknesses. And that demon is angry about the fact that you are supposed to go there to augment that hierarchy for the glory of God in complement with all the angels that didn't fall. How angry is that demon? Really angry. And how much does that demon know what your weaknesses are? Really intimately, okay? So more reason why we should have trust in our angels, trust in God, trust in the Blessed Mother and the saints, because there is a war going on and those demons are angry about the fact that we have an opportunity to get to heaven to be with God, okay? Those demons are there. Those demons are real. Again, lots of demons, and that's thankfully, though, only one-third of all the angels that were created. So that should give us some comfort. There are way more good angels than bad ones. But remember, you always get demons that are working against you as much as we have the good angels that are working for us. So, interesting uh, tidbit of knowledge right there. Item 5 here. The demons are ever assailing us. According to 1 Peter 5, 8, Your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, goeth out, seeking whom he may devour. Much more, therefore, do the good angels ever guard us. So, we can fail to follow God, but... Know that our guardian angels never leave us in our, even in our darkest hours, okay? They're always there to take care of us and help us, but we have to go and ask them for help. Talk to them. Your angel can hear you. So they're going to say, I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm scared. Whatever. Let your guardian angel work, okay? Let the Blessed Mother work. Same way we do all those prayers. The guardian angel, though, that's his job, okay? That's why he exists, to augment our ability to do what God asks us to do. Now, he can't replace our will, that's ours. He cannot replace our intellect, that is ours. But his job, he still can protect and he can do all things for us. It's really good. All right, now, item six. Angels do not lament because they are good and they know God and they're fulfilling their role, all right? Angels don't get sad. They see God all the time. They're always happy. So that also should give us some comfort. Look towards eternity, okay? In eternity, everyone who made it to heaven is really happy all the time, and your angel is always happy because they're always with God. Remember, they're not stuck in heaven, and they're not stuck next to you. They're angels. They can move as fast as they want, and they can basically think where they want to be, and they are there instantaneously. It's really interesting looking at how they move and things like that, and all the work that St. Thomas does in the Summa is building on what angels are and how they move, and this is where people started to make fun of St. Thomas Aquinas for trying to figure out so much about the angels. And they started joking and mocking him saying, well, how many angels can fit on the head of a pin? That whole thing was mocking St. Thomas. St. Thomas never came up with that. That was people making fun of him. So another uh, historical trivia piece there. All right. Moving on to item seven. Guardian angels are always in conflict with the evil angels. Your guardian angels are at war. Okay. We are at war. Job 7.1. We are at war. Okay, every human life is warfare. So, let's remember that this struggle that we have never stops. We are always trying to get to heaven, and there are always demons trying to pull us into hell, and the angels are on our side. The good angels, our guardian angel, is on our side and helping God to do what God wanted us to do. Okay, fight, fight, fight. But no, you have allies. Even when you feel alone, you have an angel right there that's yours trying to take care of you and help you to get to God. This is awesome, okay? So in short, don't forget your angel is there. Talk to your angel. Pray to your angel so that your angel can offer those prayers to God. Your angel's in the beatific vision. Come on, share it, all right? Now, I would say trust your angel. Make sure that you don't doubt the fact that the angel has enough power to do whatever God wants him to do, okay? And he's way smarter than you are. So 
He will make sure to take care of you the way God wants you taken care of, ultimately aiming for your salvation, all right? But only if you cooperate with the graces that God has given you, okay? Cooperate with God's will, listen to God's will, discern, be patient, be thoughtful, be virtuous. Your guardian angel can get through the event and uh, you'll be able to get a better response in the long run, okay? It may not be immediate, but know your guardian angel is always there to help. That's their job, okay? Angels hear our prayers just like the saints, all right? I'll also add in here, you're never going to know the name of your angel. Please don't try to figure out the name of your angel. Don't name your angel or anything like that, okay? We don't know. God knows. Just leave it. That is a mystery we will not know until we're dead, so just don't try that, okay? Coming up with names and making up nonsense, there's a lot of pride in that on our end. We don't have that knowledge. We were never going to give it. That's a cult, okay? That's bad. Don't go near it because in the end you can open up other doors and then you're talking demons actually have the capacity to come through and do other stuff. So let's not do that, all right? Now, uh, make sure always to do what you can to thank your angel every single day for everything that they do. Every tough situation they ever got you out of, every time they warned you or helped you to understand or see something that otherwise was going to cause damage or harm, thank them because they're doing a lot of work day in, day out. For you, and they never sleep, okay? They never rest. They never get tired. Um, they're never bored with their job. They know they have work to make sure they're right with you. Thank them for that, okay? More effort than any of us have ever given them. They have had to give us from the moment we were conceived up until the moment we die. That's what they gave up. And they didn't really give up. That's what they committed for us. Um, and the thing is, is the angels that fell refused to help us. And so these guardian angels, remember, they gave a lot to God to make sure that we could ultimately be with God as well, okay? That's huge. So let's let's be happy about that. So even though they're not always here physically, um, and they can't really be here physically necessarily because they're spirits, um, they are here within earshot, okay? They're here spiritually, and we know that there is that connection between heaven and this existence. They're around, okay? So know that they're there. No, they complement God with their unique roles. They complement all the saints in terms of what the saints do and what they do. And so you can actually be praying to the saints and your blessed, you know, the, our blessed mother and your angel and the angel of your family for all of those who are married. You get another angel when you're married. The guardian angels of your children, the guardian angels of your spouse, the guardian angels of your parents. Talk to them and ask them to help those family members so that we all can be in a better place. Okay, so. Hopefully this was helpful to know a little bit more about guardian angels and some of the basics there. If you need any of the links in addition to the Summa, just please ask. I'll help you out wherever possible. Um, thank you for your time. Please subscribe to the Restoring the Faith channel. Subscribe to the Ecumen channel. Like this video if it helped you at all. Make sure to throw comments down below. Share this video, please, so other people can get a hold of it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to doing this again. So we'll do another episode here coming up pretty soon. So thank you again for all of your time. May God bless us all. St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. Take care. I'll see you guys later.